Welcome to Journal Talk, a weekly podcast about journal writing for passion, clarity, and purpose. Passion. Reignite that passion for the things and people you care about most. Clarity. Discover who you are and what you really want. Purpose. Get to the heart of life's issues to remember your divine purpose. And now, here's your host of Journal Talk, Nathan Oren. Well, here we are, putting the final wrapping paper on the year 2015 and uh, putting a bow on and getting ready to give it away and move on to 2016. Uh, how's it going for you? The holidays, the whole year-end celebrations, however you choose to celebrate, whatever traditions you embrace, whether it's Christmas or Hanukkah or all of the above or none of the above, oh my gosh, here we go, it's 2016. There's a feeling of something new in the air, and of course we know that our calendars have to change, we know that the last digit of the date changes, but rarely anything else seems to change. I mean, we're still in our same skins, maybe a a few pounds heavier. (laughs) Um, We're still with our spouses, families, and friends. We still have the same jobs to go to, and we really are living out the same lives on a continual basis. But we have this pressure on us to create something new, and there really is uh, an intention to start new habits and start something new and, and begin something new with our lives and to move ourselves in a little bit closer direction to our ideals. Uh, a few years back, actually, it was several several years ago when I was in high school, I was introduced to this idea by my uh, one of my favorite teachers, Phyllis Molliff, who taught me to write a letter to myself on an annual basis. Um, and at the end of uh, the year, I do that. And I, I talk about this exercise in my book, The Journal Writer's Guide to Staying Started. And it's really an exercise of spending quiet and intentional time with myself to reflect on the year that's passed and to let go and to cling on to the year that's coming and adopt my my new uh, whatever, my new habits, my new intentions, my new promises, and to stay with it. Well, my guest in this episode uh, is Ginny Ditzler, and she has trumped me. Um, I'd have to say she developed a, an annual tradition or an annual ritual, very much like the letter to myself that uh, that I talk about. That is all aces. It's it's a great it's a great uh, ritual. Uh, Ginny is the creator of a system called The Best Year Yet, and she's the author of a best-selling book with that same title. It's been printed in several languages. In fact, Ginny is one of the founders of the modern coaching movement as we know it today. Uh, she's a regular contributor uh, to the Huffington Post. Uh, Ginny Ditzler started coaching business leaders and executives 35 years ago before we ever had the word personal coach uh, or professional coach in our vocabulary back in the 1990s. And her work has evolved to include top business teams and organization-wide programs that are designed to transform the way that people work together and achieve better results and, and happier companies. There are people called the best year yet coaches, and they've worked with organizations uh, like Zurich Insurance, uh, several different banks, Heineken, PepsiCo, 
and uh, nonprofit organizations, as well as other businesses, schools, and charities around the world. I really enjoyed having this interview with Ginny Ditzler. She has a great exercise. Pull up a paper and a pen because you're gonna you're gonna like this. This is a this is really a great exercise. And her core belief is that inside each one of us. Uh, we have a deep well of wisdom that is underutilized because we haven't learned how to tap into it in a consistent and inspiring way. And Ginny's passion, like mine, is to help people bridge this gap in an easy way um, that f- brings fulfillment and more meaning. I call it passion, clarity, and purpose. Please enjoy this interview with Ginny Ditzler. <laughs> With me now in the Journal Talk studio, I have Ginny Ditzler, the author and creator of Your Best Year Yet. Welcome, Ginny. Thank you very much. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Very excited to to meet you and share some time with you. There's so many things I have uh, lined up to ask you, so we'll see how far we get. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in here. But I've introduced you a little bit in the intro. But if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about uh, your business and your passion, uh, what you do and what the best year yet is all about. Well, I guess I'll start with the passion question. It's been the thing that got me started in the beginning was Mm -hmm. I would have lunch with somebody or have a conversation, telephone call with people and they would kind of share with me, you know, what what they were up to and what they wish they could do. And so I talked to them a little bit and then, and they'd say, well, for example, you know, what I'd really like to do is just leave this business I'm working for and go out on my own <laughs> and become a public speaker. Mm. And we'd talk about it and how it might work. And then I'd see him two or three months later. And I said, how's that, you know, jumping out and becoming a public speaker going for you. Mm -hmm. They said, well, and then, well, after the well would be, you know, it's been kind of difficult and I've been kind of distracted and I, there would be the reasons. Mm -hmm. Life, life. Yeah, life. (laughs) And I would look at them and I couldn't see any reason why they couldn't do exactly what they wanted to do. It was all there. They had everything they needed. And I realized, A, they didn't know that as well as I did. You know, we can Mm -hmm. always see the strengths and beauty in others Mm -hmm. more clearly than we can see it in ourselves. I know that's true for me. And so I thought, you know, what would make the difference? I sat down with a piece of paper and said, you know, what would make a difference would actually to be set up a program where I would meet with them. This was 35 years ago. Mm -hmm. Set up a program where I would meet with them, say, every two weeks or every month and help them make a plan and set their goals. And then we'd work toward them. Hmm. They'd set goals between the time we were together and I would be there supporting them, looking to see what got in the way, helping them to remove those obstacles, whether they were physical or mental or spiritual Mm -hmm. or emotional Mm -hmm. and so forth. So that's how it got started. When you started doing this, Ginny, sorry to interrupt, were you doing this sort of like as a friend, as a, uh, you know, because you knew people from your associations and in your community, or had you already made this any kind of a a business practice for yourself? No, I hadn't. No. This is just, you're just doing this on the side. I was also thinking about taking the leap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh (laughs) Working someplace I didn't want to be working. Right, right. So when I got this idea for what came to be known as coaching, and and this was 
1980. So this, there wasn't such a thing as that, but, but it had that kind of shape and that became my business. Hmm. Hmm. That's beautiful. You just had a knack at helping people see in themselves what they couldn't see and they were articulating it to you. They were giving you clues to it, but you really helped to draw it out of them and, and to help them to live it, not just talk about it. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. And yes. then the best, how the best year yet thing started was yes. just that it, my husband and I had, on the very first day of 1980, New Year's Day, decided we would make a plan. We would each make a plan. Oh, and it wasn't, didn't quite have the same shape, but we thought, well, let's start by each of us looking back for the last year and seeing what we accomplished. And we ended up with, you know, way more goals than we should have. But, you know, we were just learning and everything. But in that year, I lost about 20, 25 pounds. We both ran the Paris Marathon and eventually got several hundred people to go with us. And, you know, we started to get our finances in. Beautiful, beautiful. And then people said, well, what did you do? (laughs) How did you do that? So in January of the next year, I created a workshop and it all took off from there. Wonderful. Wow. Wow. So you actually created a structure for what you had been doing and it turned into your best year yet. Yes. Fantastic. You asked me a minute ago what I'm passionate about. So Mm -hmm. that's, it's people. Mm -hmm. It's the Mm -hmm. beauty I see in them and that they all bump up into every once in a while and wish they could bump into it more or make it last longer. Mm-hmm. The, the confidence that they are all to do what they really want to do instead of putting up with what they have. Yep. So I say that the easiest way is that I know that inside each of us is a deep well of wisdom that's underutilized because we haven't learned how to tap into it in a consistent and inspiring way. So well said. So well said. So my passion is to help people bridge the gap between where they are and utilizing that deep well of wisdom that is already there. Yes. They don't need any wisdom from me. What I provide is a simple way to access that. Mm -hmm. What they've got inside their toolbox that has gotten dusty and, and covered up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Very good. Ginny, when you look at the best year yet, and you said, what what year was it first published? The book I didn't get around to writing, or I should say had the confidence to write until (laughs) 1994. And we were living in England. So it was first published by HarperCollins. Okay. And then when did it start making a noticeable tick on Amazon? And tell us a little bit about its track record and, and the success. Well, my agent may be aware of this. I mean, it's very unusual for a book to still be in print after 21 years. She said, that's very unusual. And then, you know, it just kept growing and growing. And what happened? I actually wrote the book so that people wouldn't say, could you write these 10 questions down for me so I can make my plan? (laughs) Explain it all to me again. So I thought, I'll write this book and I'll tell everyone exactly how to make your one page plan for the next year of your life using your own wisdom to make it and it'll be exactly what you want it to be yes. and then that'll be it 
And instead, it just started the ball rolling. More and more people wanted to be coaches. They wanted to learn how to do it. They wanted to, you know, et cetera. Right, right. The business began. It's amazing. And it's still, I looked on Amazon and it's still like very high up in the categories where it's, uh, do you have the statistics? I don't remember exactly. Well, I actually took a peek the other day. We authors do that. (laughs) (laughs) And the sales rank was 44,000, which for an old book is... Staggering. Uh, That's amazing. Staggering. And then in the self-help genre, which is where this lands in terms of publication, Mm -hmm. it was below a thousand in all three of the self-help categories in which they rank me. Right. That congratulations. That is just amazing. It does have a life of its own. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not like, wow, look at me. Of course. It isn't that. It just because People pick it up and own it and tap into their own wisdom and start learning the lessons they want to learn and getting rid of the mental obstacles that are in their way and then saying, okay, these are the 10 goals that are most important to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It becomes part of their life. Yes. And it's happened with so many people that, you know, it just, I have no idea, mm-hmm. nor do any of us, exactly how many people around the world are using it. The statistics you shared is just an indication that it really is resonating for people and that I think deep down we all know, we all know that the what you said about we have great things within us, we have an inner reservoir of wisdom, we have an internal GPS and we just right. don't know how to access it. And so when we get a very well-written tool that helps us to access it, of course, we're going to want to, we're going to want to use it. Exactly. Well said. Have you got a pad of paper there? I do. I do. Or something you can write on. So one of the things that I would say discovered along the way in working with so many people was how we get lost, how we get to the point that we lose our confidence or we can't access that deep wisdom Mm, and mm. sense of who we are and anything is possible. And, uh, you know, our goodness, our kindness, our compassion, our abilities, our gifts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So draw a circle. Okay. You're going to tell tell the story of how we lose uh, our toolbox. Yeah, we can't find it anymore. Yeah. Or we find it only rarely or in a writer's block or whatever okay. it might Ooh, be. This came out to be almost a perfect circle. I like that. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> it ought to be perfect because that represents who you are. Okay. Who, that has always been there. It is indestructible. You can't lose it. It's the beauty and wisdom within you. Mm, okay. So you can't lose it. It feels like we've lost it sometimes, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you can't lose it. So what happens? Why don't we just walk around this glowing, sun-like ball of wisdom and give out with our full passion and do exactly what we want and and not have it available to us all the time in a consistent and inspiring way. So then what happens? So there we are. So I'll talk about myself now. Draw another concentric circle around that one. Kind of give it some space, you know. on the outside of it. On the outside of it, Mm -hmm. but some space between the two. Okay, oops. That's sort of like an egg now. Oh, well. That that doesn't matter. I've got an avocado. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's not important. <laughs> That's all right. So if we call the center circle who I am, yes. this next circle is who I'm afraid I am. Mm. And that's where our doubts and fears and anxiety and certainty that we're an idiot and people are going to find it out. And that occurs because maybe, you know, when we're young, a parent is critical or a manager is critical. And then pretty soon we have failures or mm-hmm. think we're about to have failures. All our doubts and fears are in there. Yeah. You know, it's where we suck our thumb and, you know, stare at the ceiling in the middle of the night. Right, right. Our know, inner, inner critic stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm too old. I'm too stupid. I don't deserve it. All that stuff lives inside there. Those are all have been mine, by the way. Okay. And then because, you know, we don't want to wander around on the streets and meet people with our thumb in our mouth, say, hi, I'm stupid. (laughs) We don't, (laughs) we will do anything to get people from seeing who we're afraid we are. Mm. So draw another circle around the outside of who I'm afraid I am. Oh, I think I know what this might be. This is going to be something like, can I take a guess? Yeah, do. Who I pretend to be. Perfect. Because I don't want people to see who I'm afraid I am. Exactly. Okay, so now we've developed this wonderful personality, and uh, it's actually where our ego lives. Uh-huh, uh-huh. To, to, to make us look good the self-aggrandizement, whatever it is, you know, that's that grasps a hold of us and guides us in a way that we don't want to, but we can't let go of. Mm. So, you know, this is what we present to the world. Now, does that mean we never present the good side? No, but for the most part, we get caught in this. Mm-hmm, and the, mm-hmm. what the outside circle, the job it performs is to protect us from anybody being able to see who we really are, mm. who becomes who we're afraid we are. Wow. So you know wow. how you say you're out for a drink with a friend and you go, how are you doing really? And so you let out who you're afraid you are. Mm-hmm. You let out the, well, let me tell you what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we begin to think and perceive that that is who we really are. Ah. Because we're letting out, we're let, we're being vulnerable. We're sharing something kind yeah. of deep inside us, but it's not the real us, the light and wisdom and and joy. Uh, it's the it's the uh, the shell around it. You know what's so interesting? My rabbi Ted Falcon used to always say, "You just gave a, a whole new dimension to a lesson I've learned long ago that we are seeds of light trapped inside of a husk." of our ego. And you've just described exactly that. <laughs> There's nothing new in the world. Isn't it? It's all the same well of wisdom, I promise. I mean, you know that. I know. So, this is great. You know, so when we're, you know, sitting there having a drink, telling people who we really are and what's really going on with this, it's usually not good. Right. You know, right. Well, listen, here's the truth. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. My wife isn't so interested in sex anymore, whatever. Right, right. And we really do lose access to who we are. Wow, wow. So what happens when a person answers the 10 best year yet questions? And it happens with journaling also. Mm -hmm. Because when you're writing in your journal, you're very often asking yourself a question. Yes. Or, you know. Responding to a prompt or... 
Exactly. Right. So when people answer these questions, they answer them from who they are, mm. from their Buddha nature, from their heart, from their soul, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, different religions and different ways of looking at it, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The questions go straight to that place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the responses that come out, as long as that's where they're going to, the responses that come out to, you know, what have I accomplished in the last year? Mm-hmm. What have I learned? And so forth are straight from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whenever you journal and you make a plan or you hit upon a truth, and then we put that in some kind of plan that we can track over the course of say, 2016, every time we work that plan, we go, imagine now, draw from the center, cut a piece of pie Mm -hmm. in that circle. Yeah. And that's Zoom. We're into who we are. And when we're working that plan, when we're also doing good things to help other people, whatever it is, we've cracked it. We don't have to do years of therapy. Right, right. (laughs) You know, ponder on it for years. Why do I doubt myself? It doesn't help. Right, right. You don't need to analyze it. Just operate, just just tap into that core and, and operate from there. Wow, this is exactly, you're right. This is what journal writing to me is really about. It's about getting honest with yourself, coming from that place of that deep well from within, and then designing your life around that. And I love the mentions in the book where you talk about, you know, the importance of, you know, being real with yourself, getting honest, getting to that place of honesty. You handle that so well. Ginny, where do you think this wisdom comes from? How is it that we all have this? I suppose there's lots of different answers to that. <laughs> That's, there's a lot of different answers. I mean, it doesn't come from anywhere. There is no answer to that, as far as I'm concerned. Just like asking where say, God came from. We say God <laughs> or the Buddha or, you know, whatever it is in Muslim or Hindu or whatever, mm-hmm. which I forget at the moment, but it doesn't come from any place. It has always been there. Wow, wow. It is indestructible. We can't break it. We can't be make such a horrible mistake that it's gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you can't lose it, like you said in the beginning. But it's so wonderful to tap in, you know, with whatever you do, and all of a sudden the answers come up, or the next step comes up, mm-hmm, or we mm-hmm. learn how to, you know, shift that way of thinking that's uh, so old. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of the basic things that lives in the middle r- ring is. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, inherently wrong with me. So yes, that's that's my question. Where do you think it comes from? Yeah, similarly, I think that is the layer where we're sort of interconnected to the divine. I, I don't have any better words for it, but um, divine is a great word. Yeah, yeah. All right, Ginny, thank you so much. I want to take a quick, quick break, and then when we come back, if you can offer us some tips and tricks that people can put into practice. Uh, You've already given us the template here, but um, maybe share uh, some specific journal writing technique that would uh, uh, help people other than obviously a copy of your best year yet and the 10 questions. And then I want to ask you what's your 2016 looking like. (laughs) (laughs) And, (laughs) and, uh, And then we'll hear about how we can reach you and get in touch with you. Sound good? Mm hmm. All right. We'll be right back. 
Thanks for listening to Journal Talk. This episode is sponsored by EasyJournaling.com. Easy Journaling is the only website focused on digital journaling, serving a growing audience looking for the best journal app, online journaling tools, and the best digital journaling practices. Check out www.easyjournaling.com and receive a free download of The Three Things You Should Know Before Starting a Digital Journal. And now, back to more Journal Talk. We're back with Ginny Ditzler, author and creator of Your Best Year Yet. And my name is Nathan Orn. Just really glad to be here. Ginny, thank you so much for sharing your time. If you don't mind, I want to turn the spotlight on you just a little bit and ask you what you've been learning uh, in the past year and what your 2016 looks like. Well, uh, let me go backwards. Okay. I'm always learning, by the way. This has been going on for a long time, and I'll always be learning. I can tell. Anyone who creates a system like this is really a lifelong learner. (laughs) Yes. I think you connect with a lot of lifelong learners, too. But anyway, to be honest, over the past, I'd say, 18 months, my husband and I have been having problems in our marriage. Mm. You know, it was he got angrier and I got more withdrawn or, you know, we weren't connecting and it just wasn't pretty. And what I was doing to make it all better was trying to be just perfect and not the cause of any of the problem. And Mm. as far as I was concerned, I was doing a great job. He, on the other hand, needed medication. Mm. I was sure he had a mental illness. Mm. You know, he got so upset so easily, so anxious, always telling me how to do things. I think he has some kind of, um, you know, mental illness, and I'm not sure how to describe it, but if he doesn't get some help, I'm out of here. Mm. I mean, that's where Mm. it started, Nathan. It was awful. And of course, we don't go around talking about each other. So no one knew. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. um, then about six months into it, I was standing in the shower. He needs a therapist, you know, Mm -hmm. going through all this stuff again. And I went, hold it. Stop. And I realized that I was doing exactly what I've been saying to other people not to do and not what I knew better than to do was to be creating a reality, which was not the one I wanted. Diagnosing I and yeah. was doing that. Wow, wow. I was creating the situation by my judgments, my analysis, my mm-hmm. pride in being, you know, goody two shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what I learned. I just, I stopped it. And it doesn't occur to me. It doesn't come into my mind anymore. Wow. I want to hear how you did that. But first, to just emphasize and congratulations that you became aware, the fact that you even just stopped and became aware that, you know, you're falling into the same pattern that you tell other people not to, which the other thing to emphasize is even somebody who's come up with this great plan, even somebody who's come up with an amazing a routine and a system for things can still fall victim to just just human. We're just human, and that it can happen to anybody. And it does. You're never too good of a being to not fall into the trap. So congratulations for being aware of it. And then, how did you release yourself from this trap? From this, how could you go from seeing him as bipolar or whatever um, to? How did you know that? Well, you described it pretty well. (laughs) 
that a great story? That is a great story. And I it, made it all up. <laughs> <laughs> How do you release that, that diagnosis in your mind, especially when you were so sure of it before? Well, I came up with, I saw myself much more clearly, how I could manipulate, how I could be so easily hurt, and that by being hurt and getting tears in my eyes and feeling, you know, he was doing it to me and I was a victim of him and all of that was also of my own making, mm-hmm. that he would get upset with me. Mm-hmm. I was doing the reacting. So I actually stumbled onto, as we talked about before, some wisdom that I had not been aware of in myself before Mm. and realized that good will come of its own volition if I don't get in its way, Mm. if I don't mess with it, if I don't try to push it. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I looked to see what were three things I would remember. And the first one was let it go. Every time I started making up that story or gathering proof of what an idiot he was, Mm -hmm, mm let it go. Let it go. It doesn't exist. It's all in your mind. Mm. It doesn't exist. You just made that up. And then you got upset about it. Let it go. The second one was trust. Trust in him, trust in others, trust in myself, and trust in the goodness that is already there in our world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, the goodness that is Tim and Ginny love each other profoundly. Mm -hmm. Reminding yourself of the truth. Been together for 35 years. Well, that exists. That is the way it is. We never really fell out of love or out of our attraction for one another, but it was buried deeply. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was just trust that the good is going to come. Trust in Tim, trust in the process, trust in that I just, if I myself forget about the past, just forgive it, Mm. be done with it, let it go, disappear it, because it's all, you know, seeing through my perceptions made up. And then the final one is have faith, have faith that it's going to turn out, Mm -hmm. have faith that that, whether, whether it's a relationship or a business deal or an illness that we have, Mm -hmm. have faith rather than struggling and worrying and being anxious and trying to wretch it around to the right way you want it, have faith. Know that it's going to come. That's what works for me. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it works. You make your one-page plan and you just go, okay, yeah, of course you're going to work it, but those three work very well for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. I want to ask, so there's the one-page plan, there's the book, Your Best Year Yet is available on Amazon, and I'll certainly have the link up on the show notes uh, so people can find it very easily. And it goes through the whole 
three hours, 10 questions to setting up your best year. Um, could you give us a preview or a, a, a tickler, a teaser, a tip and trick or something from that <laughs> that people can try out right now today as they're going into their journals? Yes. Yeah. I'd, I would suggest that you answer the question, what have I accomplished in the last year? Mm-hmm. We get very caught up in our mistakes and our disappointments and our failures and what didn't turn out the way we want it to and forget to actually look at what we did accomplish, mm-hmm. both inside and in the world around us. Mm-hmm. And that's essential. I mean, it's time to brag. Let yourself brag. Tell the truth. Nobody's going to read what you're writing. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you know what? Pat I, yourself on the back. And I love that. That's question number one from the 10. And I loved that question because, and, and one of the things you reminded me is we get caught up in the recency of you know our current events and what we're struggling with right this moment and what we're trying to do and the goals that we have before us, especially people who are driven and you know, goal-centered. We've got a lot of things on our mind right now. And we forget to look back to January, you know, at the beginning of the year that passed, that's passing, and to say, hey, yeah, that's right. You know, at the beginning of this year, I was in a totally different place. I had different goals in front of me. I had a different set of concerns. And I really made it through that stuff, you know, and to give myself permission to... perfect congratulate myself for making it through those challenges. Sometimes an accomplishment is just making it through a challenge. Exactly. <laughs> coming Sometimes out alive. A, accomplishment <laughs> is a mother putting a hot meal on the table every night, no matter how she feels, you yeah, know, it, yeah. it all counts. And the reason I asked that, or, you know, the book and the whole system now asks that question first is so that we remember that, how good we are and what we can do and the strengths we have and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what we've done for others, if you will. Yeah. And then we go forward having realized that yes. we don't drag our disappointments and our, you know, all that stuff with us. We start with a fresh slate when it comes to making the goals. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that would be a great question for people to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Spend some time in your, your journal on that question. And I think it'll, it will loosen up that inner core of, of uh, light and wisdom. And, and like you said, in the, in the beginning exercise about the, the light trapped in the husk, <laughs> yeah, that was Good. that was great. Ginny, uh, we're running out of time. I would love to have a whole other podcast with you at some point. Maybe we can come back and revisit some of the other things you're doing. But how can people get a hold of you? And do you have anything special for Journal Talk listeners, uh, Penzu podcast listeners? Yes, I do. One of the places that you can find out all about Best Year Yet and the programs it offers around the world for individuals, for teams, for whole organizations, schools, and whatever, is just go to bestyearyet.com. Mm-hmm. So that's there right on the web. Okay. I would love for people to feel that they could connect with me personally. I don't, you know, it's not hard to get through to me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so this is what I'd like to offer, that the write to me with any question or concern that you have, and I will respond to you personally. Mm, nice. My email address is Ginny, that's J-I-N-N-Y, at bestyearyet.com. Nice, nice. Easy to remember and 
beware for a flood of emails. <laughs> well, that'll be wonderful. I love nothing better than connecting with people. Honest to God, that's true. Nice, nice. Well, and when they write, by the way, be sure to put in the subject line "Journal Talk Podcast" so that I can catch them and make sure they don't get lost. Oh, thank you. So journal yeah. Talk Podcast in the subject line. Okay, and then. I will do two things. We haven't talked about the fact that I write for Huffington Post quite frequently. And I will put you on my personal uh, mailing list. And I write to those people every time a new article is published, just a very short email to let you know what it's about and that it's available. That's great. And I've seen some of those articles are really interesting. They have uh, just all these themes of uh, personal responsibility and taking advantage of the strengths that we have, uh, all kinds of good uh, articles. Do you have a couple of titles handy? What's your most <laughs> what recent, what's your most recent uh, Huffington Post article? My most recent one was, is would kicking the procrastination habit change your life? Mm. Yeah, and then one question. maybe about two months ago, I wrote that it was one of my favorites or is about what I talked about before. My three tips is called three age old secrets for having good come your way. Yes. Nice. So good articles, good stuff. I also like the one. About, are you uh, as soon as are you an as soon as. <laughs> Junkie, as soon as this happens, as soon as that happens, as soon as I lose some weight, I'm going to um, <laughs> pursue my career better. <laughs> yeah, I tell the story in there how I discovered that I was an as soon as junkie just two days before I wrote the article. <laughs> so before I forget, so I will respond to the, any email that comes to me, and I will add you to my personal database. And the third thing is you will receive a downloadable PDF of a 35-page document called Three Hours to Change Your Life, mm, mm -hmm. which is filled with questions and ways to discover where you are right now in your life and whether or not you're ready for your best year yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are powerful journal prompts. I, um, I recommend that to everybody. That's a great one. Thank you for sharing that with people. Well, it's a system that's helped over a million people, as you know. And it, this document, this thing that it, I will gift to people, will connect you with what it's all about. And I think have you understand just reading this document will make a difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Connect you with that core. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Ginny, thank you so much. This has been an episode just filled with, I'm sure people can listen to this more than once and get more things out of it. There's definitely layers of wisdom in here and good tips. Thank you for your time. Is there anything else that you would invite our audience uh, to consider before we say goodbye? I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it really is to do whatever you can to make it simple. Mm. Know who you are. Do more and more to be in touch with that. And do everything you can not to focus on what's wrong with you. Mm. Mm. It's a crime, really. So appreciate who you are. Mm -hmm. Respect yourself. Stand tall in that. You know who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
That's beautiful. It reminds me of a quote. Uh, was it E.E. E. Cummings uh, who said... Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. Do you know the quote? I want to get it right. Something like, one of life's uh, biggest accomplishments is becoming who you are. Yes. Something like that. I'm going to say Very it. close. <laughs> that will work. <laughs> beautiful. Ginny, thank you so much for your time and good luck and to you. And thank you, Nathan. You bet. Thank you, you bet. Very this has much. been an, an enriching uh, half hour here and uh, I look forward to staying in touch and uh, good luck in 2016. Thank you very much. All righty. Take care. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life a web resource for living with passion, clarity, and purpose through journal writing. Find us online at www.writeforlife.us spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, L-I-F-E dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. Da, da, da.